Hello and welcome to Tanner Talks, where we share topics of interest for our patients from physicians at Tanner Clinic. My name is Jason Hoagland, pediatrician. I will be your host for this episode. Our guest today is Dr. Eric Hogan, who practices family medicine at the Westside Tanner Clinic. He enjoys treating every member of the family regardless of age. As a specialty to his practice, Dr. Hogan provides his patients the option of osteopathic manipulation, a series of hands-on techniques, including stretching, gentle pressure, and resistance to treat illnesses. Dr. Hogan is a Davis County native, having graduated from Davis High School and received his bachelor's degree from Weber State University. Then he attended medical school at Michigan State University and then completed a family practice residency through Michigan State University at Sparrow Hospital in Lansing, Michigan. He completed an additional year of residency to specialize in neuromuscular medicine and osteopathic manipulative medicine through Sparrow Hospital. Outside of work, Dr. Hogan enjoys spending time with his wife and five children. They enjoy being active and doing outdoor activities. He also enjoys running, basketball, and skiing. Dr. Hogan is fluent in Spanish. We'd like to welcome Dr. Eric Hogan. So where were you born and raised? Uh, born in Lakeview Hospital, Bountiful, and raised in Fruit Heights. Um, wow, you, you are local. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's cool. And so what was your pathway that got you over to, to practicing medicine and Tanner Clinic and everything, education-wise and all that? Um, I initially thought I wanted to do physical therapy. Um, so I shadowed some therapists and, uh, you know, the, um, mountain land physical therapy and, and whatnot. And the more I got into it, the more I realized maybe not quite a, the right fit for me. Um, so I was already doing the pre-med stuff at, at Weber, um, for physical therapy, but then, um, just kind of changed track to go to medical school. So nice. Yeah. And so where did you learn Spanish? Uh, LDS mission in Spain. Wonderful. Yeah. My son's serving in Santiago, Chile right now. And so it's a wonderful language to pick up for sure. Yeah. It helps a lot. Okay. So what did you, what did you kind of know about Michigan now that you didn't know before you lived there? What was a, a new fun fact about Michigan? Um, I have not done my research on this, but I was told it is the second cloudiest city in the U.S. next to Seattle. So in other words, they, they could have done Twilight over in Michigan instead of uh, instead of Seattle, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe, not, maybe not as glamorous for all the, the vampires out there. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty gray during the wintertime. Not much, mm -hmm. not much sunlight. I think Cleveland was the same way for us as well. I guess you and I probably didn't know we were in the hospital all the time. So I never had a chance to see the outside so, <laughs> yeah. residency. So, oh. But what was your favorite food that you, you picked up from your time in Michigan? Um, they had, well, there are two. There was one called Backyard Barbecue that served some really awesome barbecue sandwiches and like a a flatbread tortilla kind of a thing. Um, and then there was a Thai princess was the other one had some really good Thai food. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's fun kind of hearing about the different um, kinds of food in different locations. There's a book I like a lot 
from um, Jim Gaffigan called Food, a Love Story, and all the different foods he discovers throughout his time with uh, his comedy routines. So Yeah. And you ski, right? Yep. What's your favorite spot to ski? Um, I tell everybody to go to Park City. Because <laughs> that's not where I go. No, I, I like to go to Powder Mountain. That's my favorite place too. I, we go to Snow Basin a lot, but Powder Mountain's a wonderful resort. So yeah, keep telling them Park City. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's jump into some of the medical stuff. So what are some of the things that you wish people knew about an osteopathic physician? Um, that we are not chiropractors, I think is the number one question. Um, and yes, I'm a regular doctor. Yes. A, yeah. I think that's a common question guy. too. We, we have, um, you know, we, we have a, a great mixture of different types of physicians at Tanner Clinic. And I think it's a great thing to help people understand better the role of, of, of osteopathic medicine and, and the, the, the things that it offers beyond just traditional, um, you know, traditional allopathic medicine and added benefits that osteopathic training does for you. And so, so, so how would you describe osteopathic manipulation? Uh, I tell people it's, uh, just using my hands to treat, uh, whatever, you know, they're, they're there for, if it's back pain then treating their back pain or their neck pain or headache or whatever it happens to be. Um, so, you know, gentle, uh, techniques that are, you know, different than, than what they probably have been exposed to before in terms of, you know, maybe from a chiropractor or physical therapist or whatever. Yeah. Because when you get that description, I think that's kind of what chiropractors do. So how does it vary from chiropractic manipulation? Yeah. So chiropractors, uh, stereotypically like a technique called HVLA, uh, high velocity, low amplitude, the popping cracking stuff. Um, which I do know how to do and, and whatnot, but I have five or six other techniques um, that, you know, just a little bit differently in terms of how you set it up, what you're asking the patient to do and that kind of thing. So um, yeah, using the patient's muscles to help me loosen joints up or whatnot, or directly treating the muscles with, you know, maybe a soft tissue technique or myofascial technique or, yeah, so there's, you know, use the gamut of, of techniques that, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think about it, people ask about, you know, who they should come and see for whatever their problems are. What are some of the conditions that benefit most from osteopathic manipulation in adults? Um, so probably the, the bread and butter of what I see is, is back pain and neck pains. Um, so anybody, you know, the, the techniques are gentle enough that I'm comfortable doing them with all sorts of back issues. Even if you've had, you know, a spine fusion or something like that, then, you know, I can, I can still work with those. Um, I've found people with a lot of arthritis, a lot of even like rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia tends to respond fairly well. Um, headaches, tension headaches respond really well, even migraines, um, PMJ issues. Um, yeah, there's people with scoliosis and, you know, you, 
sports injuries. And yeah, a lot of use it for pretty much any ache and pain. <laughs> no. And that's the thing is that when people come and see me, I, I just have kind of this, you know, Western allopathic medicine training. And I, I feel like there are times that I wish I had some of the skill sets that would help me in some of the more hands-on type things that are, um, that can be helpful for somebody. I, and I feel like what you offer is, is not only the traditional medications or referrals to physical therapy, but you're able to do some things that somebody that isn't, doesn't have that tool set is able to help them with more than I could. So that's pretty awesome. I think my, my favorite thing is when somebody comes in with an, uh, maybe an acute, um, you know, pulled muscle in their back, you know, they, they say, oh, I tweaked my back or, or something like that. And you're like, well, it just happened. It's not quite time to go to physical therapy, but you know, four to six weeks is a long time to just wait for it to heal itself. And so, you know, doing a little manipulation, you know, we'll get better a little quicker. So, Well, I think it's nice to be able to offer more things to patients and just, like I said, the basic diagnosis and let somebody help you with it. And so I think it's wonderful to have that, that tool set. So as a pediatrician, what are some of the things that would benefit from osteopathic manipulation in children? Um. Probably the one that I've seen the most are sports injuries. Um, you know, they hurt their back playing basketball or they, you know, did something to their hip playing soccer, or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of overuse injuries, you know, the volleyball players and the throwers that, you know, do something to their shoulder and um, it's not a, you know, a strained rotator cuff or something, you know, where it's um, needing surgery, but you know, the rehab is maybe not helping as much as they had hoped. And, you know, so that's, that's probably the biggest thing, but I've treated a lot of scoliosis. I've treated some plagiocephaly, torticollis, you know, the stiff necks and, and whatnot. So a few headaches, oh, concussions. um, Sometimes they're are helpful with, with the headache part of it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, um, I think often about those being things that I see every day. So I played Josephly today and, and being able to take advantage of, of that to help out and kids as well. Do you, um, do you block out any extra time knowing somebody's coming in for something that you oh, may yeah. need to do some hands-on time with them? How do you work that in your schedule? Yeah, I, I try and have the schedulers ask what they're coming in for and what they want. Um, so if they know they're, they're coming in for a manipulation or an adjustment, um, then they give me a half an hour. Um, so yeah, I try and instruct my patients, hey, if you want me to do this, make sure you tell the schedulers this is an adjustment or this is a, a back treatment or or something along those lines. So that triggers them to go, oh yeah, this is a longer appointment. Uh-huh. Now, that makes great sense. And I think a lot of time people may not know how to phrase or ask when they make an appointment with you. So being able to make sure that they have been there, that they want some manipulation while they're there. Okay, that's great. It's great advice. And so... Um, what patient do you think is out there that is really missing out where they can say, Hey, I need to see somebody. So, but what patients that are out there, the ones that are missing out the most from what you have to offer for adults and for kids? Um, I think pregnant women really should know about this, uh, you know, especially if they get a lot of back pain with their pregnancy, you know, their, their balance is a little off because their center of gravity is not where it normally is and you know they get the back pain you get your 
you know, SI pain and, and, and pubic pain in the front. And so, you know, and they're really, you know, the OBs just kind of like, well, you really can't take anything but Tylenol. So good luck with that. And yeah, the manipulation can help a lot. So mm -hmm. maybe that can be your tagline that when someone else says, good luck with that, come and see me. So, so <laughs> yeah. that, that'd be a good catchphrase for you. Yeah. Yeah. The other one is, uh, <laughs> I, I, the funny story I had a, a colleague when during residency that was well known to the ER docs. And so anytime somebody came in thinking they were having a heart attack and they were having a rib issue, they would page him and have him go down to the ER to treat him. So that, you know, that's a super common thing in your rib pains that, that respond really well. Yeah, I frequently have had people coming in saying that ribs are out of place and I, I feel totally unqualified to figure out if someone's ribs are out of place. And so, again, I think it's really nice to be able to have the physical manipulation skills to help people um, more than those that don't have that training. Yeah, yeah ribs are, are kind of their own beast. They are definitely pain generators in a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I think about, you know, talk about people that are, you know, the the closers in baseball, this guy in your residency is saying, hey, bring in, bring in the closer, you know, so for the rib pain guy. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, great. Well, Eric, is there anything else you'd like to, to throw out there as kind of, you know, final words for um, being able to to kind of just help people understand better what you do and, and why they should come see you? Yeah, just... Um... Yeah, the, my only caveat is if you don't like the doctor to be touching you up close, you know, sometimes I you know, give somebody a little bit of a bear hug to, to get them in the right position and things like that. If you don't like that, this isn't for you. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, works works generally for most people. Like obviously in medicine, there's no guarantees, but yeah, so people, so people with sensory issues and, and personal space issues won't do really too well with osteopathic manipulation. So yeah, <laughs> a little, little bit smaller bubble. Okay. That sounds great. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks, Dr. Hogan. I appreciate you. Yeah. You bet. Thanks. You bet. Thank you for joining us. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Tanner Talks. We look forward to getting together again next time. We want to thank Tara Cooper and Doug Larson who helped in the production of this podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast, while carefully considered, are ultimately the opinions of the presenters and not necessarily a Tanner Clinic. And remember, the content of this podcast shouldn't be seen as a substitute for seeking an actual personal medical care. If this is an emergency, hang up and dial 911. Otherwise, schedule a visit with a caring doctor to help with your medical needs.